This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Look here, man. I'm about to do this quick episode. I mean, I'm going to just talk about the Nats, the Capitol, the NBA playoffs, well, the NBA finals, and preview the Women's College World Series a little bit since I'm about to go to Oklahoma. It should be fun, for sure. But I see the Nats. I haven't kept up with them since... My last game, the last game of my plan, which was, I think, last week. Yeah, it was last Monday. They had won 10-2, to and boy, that was a fun game. I think the man name is uh, Juan Soto. He took the first pitch he saw, and that was it was gone. And everyone in the stadium just went crazy. They went absolutely crazy. Even me, man, I was hyped. And I'm usually even kill at baseball games until someone hits a home run. But that one, that was a pretty special moment. And I'll never forget it, for sure. And then Bryce Harper hit some home runs. And this guy, Mark Reynolds, I think he had two home runs that game. I don't know, where do we get Mark Reynolds from? I have to do my research, because this guy is incredible. Yeah, it's like 10 home runs since he's been a national. This guy is ridiculous. And we've won 7 of 8. So we swept the Marlins, of course. Because they're trash. Um, we beat the Orioles twice. Because they're trash. Like I like I told some old guy beside me when he was reading off our schedule after the Padres. I was like, all oh, those guys are trash, man. Like, we should beat them. So, Nationals doing good. They closed the gap on the Braves. And they play the Braves this weekend. And I can't wait. It's going to be it's gonna be dope. I'm just so glad we got Mark Reynolds we won't even need Murphy right now. We could use him. But just imagine when we get Murphy back. Oh, my God. Then we get Madsen back. Okay, we about to take the East back over. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. And then the Caps in the Stanley Cup Finals, I'm so happy. It's, it's finally happening. Of course, everyone's going to pull for Vegas because they're the new team. And they're in Vegas. And everyone loves it. They got a cool color scheme. They got a cool mascot. Got a cool little pregame routine, whatever it is. So everything about them is just cool and fun and new. I don't care. I want my Capitals to win. I want to go to a parade in D.C. I want to go to the a, a Capitals championship parade with them hosting the Cup. It is very possible, especially after watching game one. I think they got down, no, it was 1-0. And I was like, oh, God. Because it looked like at first Vegas was dominating. They were just too fast. They were up and down the ice. They were getting shots. And I was like, it's only a matter of time, man. This team is just, just wearing us out. And then we were just point for point with them, man. Point for point. Just back and you know, It was 4-4. And it was just, it was a very annoying game. And at the same time, the Warriors and Rockets was on. So it's it's tough. But it was a lot of scoring. Of course, Caps gave up another power play goal. I'm like, are y'all going to stop a power play? I'm just waiting. Anytime. Anytime now. I was just like, man, come on, dog. Y'all look. And then Vegas got up 5-4 because they, it was off a rebound. Someone was unaccounted for near the goalie. And once I saw the opening, I think I've been watching hockey enough to know when you see that opening, it's over. And you see any type of opening between the goalie and they got their stick on it real well. Maybe I get that from playing NHL 18. But I just knew he was going to make it. It was a great shot. 
I was like, how do you get that old? Regardless, it's 5-4, and then classic caps. When they're down one in the third period, they get a lot of shots. They take their goalie out, and they're very good at 6-on-5. They always get a lot of opportunities, but it don't be going in. And surprise, surprise, it was going against Flurry, and he used to play for Pittsburgh, and he always gave us that work in those situations. And that's exactly what happened. It's fine, though. Of course, they slipped up, and Vegas got to open that goal. No one was in sight. I mean, I can't even skate, and I could have made that goal. Like, that's how wide open that net. Odd man rush. But I'm looking forward to game two. The game two is tonight. I will not be catching it unless I can watch it on the plane because I'm going to Oklahoma. And hopefully, hopefully they got it on the plane. But if they don't, Hey man, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'll get the score update from somebody. If I can though, I'm gonna I'm watch it. Hey, maybe they'll show it in St. Louis because that's my first stop. So I'll be stopping there and I'm gonna see how the Caps are doing. I don't wanna go down 2-0, but if they do, I mean, oh well. I know the Caps haven't played well at home, but this ain't gonna be your normal Capitals home crowd. It's just not. It's, they're gonna be extra turned up it's going to be crazy. I'll be surprised if a lot of Vegas fans get in there. I'll be shocked. It's going to be Caps fans all day. It's going to be Caps fans flying into D.C. to see this game. So, I'm not really worried about Vegas fans taking over Capital One Arena. Not at all. But that's game three and four. Game two, man, I just hope they can stop somebody. I just hope they could kill power plays. If they can do that, I can't see why they wouldn't win game two. They're already proven that they can win anywhere, anytime. They almost won game one. So, see what happens. Um, we got the NBA playoffs. We got the finals. Cavs and Warriors, fourth straight year. This this is my prediction at the beginning of the year. For most of the year, I had Cavs and Warriors until playoff time. Then I had Raptors and Warriors. So, Cavs and Warriors again. And I think the Warriors are going to win in five, like, objectively. I really want Cleveland to win because not only they are, are, they the, are they the underdog, but LeBron, man. LeBron is fun to watch. And what he did two years ago, I'll never forget. It was an incredible series to watch. If he can repeat that this year, the ratings should go through the roof, and I'll be hooked. I'll be hooked on it. I mean, first game is Thursday. I'm probably going to miss it because I'm going to be watching softball. But it's a mismatch on paper. It just is. On Cleveland side, you got LeBron, second best players, probably Corver. If they get Kevin Love back, that'll help. But George Hill is okay. J.R. Smith is inconsistent. Tristan Thompson is going to get eaten alive because he's going to be in space. And, well, he's going to get taken off the dribble. And all that passing and cutting, it's just, he's going to be lost. Jeff Green stepped up versus Boston, but if you got Draymond Green on him, or even Kevin Durant, like, what is he? We'll see. You know, it's hard to underestimate these guys because they're professionals, just like the Warriors. But it's a mismatch, man. Warriors have too many options. Even though their bench isn't as strong, I mean, still, Livingston is a mismatch for any guard that tries to guard, check him. Even defensively, you got long arms and can be a nuisance. And you got um, 
You got David West who's solid. I mean, he's okay, but he's solid. Like then you got you got Nick Young. He's inconsistent, but don't leave him open. Don't leave him open. Yeah, you got like Kevin Looney, Quinn Cook. Yeah, I guess those guys aren't as good as Nance and Clarkson and Hood. But it won't matter because at the end of the day, Curry, Thompson, Draymond, and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is going to average 25 a game. How are you going to stop that? And then if Steph Curry gets to shimmy in and hitting five threes, then Clay. Clay was incredible in the last series. Of course, he was just so-so in game seven. I mean, but he has a good game, and he comes back the next game, he's average, or he's worse. Like, it's just Clay Thompson. That's high it. But, yeah, too many options, too dangerous, too many threes. The only way Cleveland's going to win, A, LeBron, has to average a triple-double. Kevin Love has to come back. They have to be – they have to make it a defensive game. They have to make every game, like, low scoring. They have to slow the pace down. And it's going to have to – like, really dig in defensively. Oh, and they also have to make 10, 15 threes a game. That's when Cleveland's most dangerous, when they're hitting their threes. So, if they can do all that, then they'll have a chance. If not, they're, they're fine. And they're going to go out and vibe. Maybe. It is what it is, man. We'll, we'll see. And you got the Women's College World Series. So, I'm heading there. I got Session 1 and Session 2 tickets. I'm excited to go back to my old stomping grounds in Norman and everything. I just love being there. Like, no matter what I'm doing, I like walking around campus. I like hanging out at Couch or the Union, Kate Center. Kate Center is going to be closed for whatever reason. I don't know. But it's going to be good to hang out over there again. I'm probably going to see some familiar faces, especially at the game itself, like the Women's College World Series. It's going to be good, by the way. It's going to be just like the Women's Final Four. You got all the top seeds in chronological order there. Which means it's going to be some very high-level softball. Very high-level. I mean, so you're starting us off with Oregon, Arizona State. I'd love to see this Oregon team because they're the only team that really handled OU. They, I mean, they handled them. They beat them like 4-0 or something. I don't think Arizona State has a chance, but I haven't really seen them. And if anything, they should be familiar with them. They're in the same conference. You got OU and Washington. I would love to say OU is going to just roll over them, the experience, the firepower. But then I watch Washington. It's like once they get that one hit, they it just snowball, snowball. They just keep going. They get on a roll, and next thing you know, man, you down 4-0 or if you up. Shoot, you might be down two runs after being up four or five. So this this team like goals and spurts. I think they got this girl number twenty five. I forgot her name, but girl's a beast. Really good hitter. Got Florida Georgia. I've never been to a Florida Georgia football game. Softball though. I mean, Georgia beat them twice this year, and then two years ago, Georgia had that upset at Florida and at their regional when Florida was unstoppable and only had like two losses or something. So. They're very familiar with each other. I can't wait to see that. And I think the last game is uh, UCLA, Florida State. Two solid teams, but UCLA got Rachel Garcia. So I don't see how Florida State is going to win when they got that type of difference maker on their, their side. I mean, I know Florida State got Jesse Warren, but it's Rachel Garcia. Isn't she like the player of the year or something? Overall, I think in the end, when the dust settles, it's going to be OU in Oregon. 
I think OU is going to come out the loser's bracket, probably. They're probably going to drop one, probably against Oregon, but they're going to come back against Oregon in the championship. And they're going to throw down, and I can't. I think it's going to be OU and Oregon, or maybe the winner of Oregon-UCLA. It's going to be one of those three teams. That could be wrong, because there's a lot of talent on all of these teams. At the end of the day, I see Oregon versus OU facing off for the third time, because they're probably both going to win tomorrow, which means they'll play again the next day. Yeah, man, just quick show today. That's all, that's all I really got to say. I'm out. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.